Puck comes to the right side, half wall. Marcheseau there, opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home. 3-0 Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Ducks back in. Petrano put it on goal. Save Thompson! He sprawls and gets the rebound too. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, live from Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Lindsey Brown, Live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the. She didn't get the cue. Oh, no, I she did. didn't oh, get the cue. No, I did the woo. I had the wrong button push. Hold on. Woo! There it is. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Sorry, guys. That's never happened before. We've never missed a woo. That's not true. No, we haven't. Chapman's missed a woo before. Nah, not in my time. I mean, he's like come back to do it again, or it's been underwhelming. It's been a bad woo. That's that's true. Not a not not a fully missed woo, but uh, <laughs> but we 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 pick you up here with the big nine game winning streak of the Vegas Golden Knights coming home to face the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night on the heels of the dramatic win against the Buffalo Sabers and the hat trick. That Rita called around the world, and we have to uh, give a big acknowledgments, big stick tap. Remember, the other day she put out the tweet that <laughs> Carly and Riley Smith had to connect and uh, and make that shorthanded goal happen, and it and it occurred. Then she doubled down when she was on with us on the Insider Show yep. the next day and said, "I'm because we asked, we, we want to know if if you're that good." <laughs> what are we going to see the next night? And without blinking, yep. it's a VGK victory, and we're getting a jack trick, a jack hat trick, and it occurred. And after he missed the two breakaways, she thought, oh, this might be in jeopardy. She started uh, hedging her bet, wondering whether the three points would be enough to get uh, some acknowledgement from us. Mm. Have faith, Rita. You did it. She called the hat trick, and it happened. So, oh, what a what an amazing uh, road trip capped off with one of the most spectacular performances that we've seen. Yeah, it was a fantastic game, top to bottom. And the fact that Rita's prediction came through was really the icing on the cake. Jack Eichel, I know that you know it took till the third period for him to explode for four points and assist plus three goals uh, but jack was so good throughout the entirety of that game i loved the way that he was able to play and and that he was able to get rewarded and that's the type of win uh, that you're looking for for the from the golden knights it was dominant it caps off a perfect 5 and 0 road trip and it puts this team at 13 2 and 0 through 15 games that is phenomenal to start this season. Rita should be here with us at Virgin Hotel right now, just she, hanging out. I got to talk to talking her last hockey. night. That was, uh, was really cool to be able to uh, pile on. And the people that uh, follow the program, follow uh, Rita's uh, exploits on social media, and knew what was at stake, and right away, all kinds of mentions coming in about uh, Rita making it happen as the Golden Knights uh, sweep the road trip, won nine in a row, now 13-2 and two overall, and I want to know, is this the best time to be a VGK fan? Playoffs excluded. 
Nothing like a march to the Stanley Cup final or to the third round. That's a totally different beast. Mm-hmm. But is what you're witnessing right now off of last season's drama with the injury plague campaign, is it the best? I think it might be. I, I wouldn't argue with it. I mean, you're 13-2, and two, right? Like, nine-game win streak, sweeping a five-game road trip, and, and, you know, it's not an easy road trip. There's a lot of travel, like all that. I look at this right now. Winning is fun. No matter what you're doing, winning is fun. And we go back a couple of seasons, right, to the, the shortened NHL season where the Golden Knights were so good. They, they were so dominant in that year that, you know, you, you had that feeling of inevitability every single time they were playing a game, whether they were down, whether they were up. How are they going to come back? We know they're going to win. And, and I feel like we're getting into that territory now with this Golden Knights team that every single time they take the ice, the expectations that they're going to win and they're coming through. That's fun. Yeah, I'm not there yet like I was a couple of years ago yeah. because of what we witnessed last year and being just grounded. That's, that's what last year was. Yeah. It was a grounding. It was, it was refocusing uh, the expectations. Uh, so I'm because there was a point where, okay, how long uh, much are they going to win by tonight and what are we going to talk about at the end? It, you were already planning your storylines for the game as it went along without the game even play, being played because you know that uh, wh- where, it was, where it was headed. This is, this is still different because of the variety of the wins, where they were last year, and, and the uh, difference in some of the parts that, that we've witnessed. Coach, goaltender, and the Phil Kessel uh, acquisition uh, in there uh, as well. Jack Eichel uh, in there uh, big time. So uh, th- I'm not quite to the same expectations of it's – going to come out in our favor every night which is still uh makes it almost more fun but uh <laughs> but i do think when it comes to appreciating the work that goes into this that it makes it feel like it's the best time to be a vgk fan yeah and i think you you talked about it right juxtaposing this feeling right now versus where you were at last season with this team just wanting for a run like this to click, for the Golden Knights to have kind of a moment in the season where it seems like everything's going right for them, everything's dropping the way that it should. Um, you you miss out on the playoffs. You have a season like you did last last year. You go through a winning streak like this, you, you've got to soak it up just a little bit more. Yeah, Darren Elliott is going to join us in just a little bit, uh, the Olympian uh, VGK broadcaster. Uh, he's going to pop on. He did the radio last night with Dan Duva TV a couple of nights ago, so he watched the, the back end of this road trip firsthand after uh, calling the uh, the first uh, three games of the road trip and seeing it from a different angle. I'm curious to uh, get his take on where we are as far as uh, being a fan of this team, covering this team, is it at a different level? Not just 13-2, and two, but appreciating the 13-2. and two. And are we now at a stage where you're looking at the schedule going, where can this go? What can you conceivably be at the end of November? Have you, have you done that yet? I Ryan? haven't. I haven't. I have. Really? It, and, and part of me was upset that I was doing it. <laughs> part of me thought, how can I not go down this path? Yeah. And, and start sizing up potential wins and losses for the rest of, of this month and calculating it uh, as to what the record could be after Thanksgiving, going into December. And it's really good. The, 
the schedule, strength of schedule, and it's out uh, for all teams. It's not hard to find. Vegas is middle of the pack mm-hmm. in, the, in the strength of schedule that they've faced mm-hmm. so far. It gets easier from here for a little bit. And you don't want to start counting your chickens, as you know, as a farmer. I you don't want to count your chickens. You know that. But there is that part where you like everything's falling into place so much mm-hmm. that are you looking at something truly out of the norm when it comes to wins and losses yeah i mean i'm i'm taking a glance at the rest of the the rest of the schedule just go next week yeah so you've got st louis san jose arizona and edmonton those are the next four games for the vegas golden knights i i don't know where i am yet on tomorrow's game i think the fact that st louis was able to pick up a win maybe takes a little bit of the trap game element out of it but i'm not sure where i fall on that one san jose We've, we, we know what the Golden Knights have been able to do against yeah. that organization historically. So you want to pencil in a win. I think you can absolutely do that for San Jose. You've got Arizona, again, one of those games where if the Golden Knights are playing to their ability on paper, that should be a win. And then you've got the Edmonton Oilers, who right now have the best two offensive players in the game in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, and we've heard about that. Connor's got 30 points on the year, 15 goals, 15 assists in 15 games. And the team's eight and seven, yeah. so because I mean, they can't keep the puck out of that. They can't, and, and they're on a, and they're on a really difficult road trip right now. And so you you start looking at the next four games. It's not hard to see three out at least three wins out of the next four. Okay, tomorrow night's game is the one that worries me the most. Sure, I, I would not, agree not, with not that. Not just trap game, but uh, flying across the continent one day between, and it's hard to, going out on the road trip. What they did going from the win against Winnipeg. Flying across the country and playing in Washington, that was challenging yeah. with, with the time difference and just the, the whole process of it. Tomorrow's more difficult. You've been away for 11 days. A mm-hmm. bunch of these guys have kids or have families. Yep. You land last night at 1 a.m., you get up this morning with the kids, and you want to maximize that time, and then tomorrow you got to go right back to work. What you'd love is two days off to be able to get back into a rhythm. Sure. But but today is like full-on family time. Tomorrow, morning skate, game tomorrow night, your head's still spinning, and then you've got two days off between games uh, to, to really get settled in. Tomorrow is the one that jumps out at me yeah. as one that's not trap game because they they showed that they've been able to win these games sure. yeah. uh, against teams that have been struggling. It's just more being distracted not intentionally by any means and not uh, not losing your your focus as a professional athlete but life gets in the way sometimes and that tomorrow's a life game that you that you almost got to overcome yeah i mean I, I look at these next four where do i think the golden knights are probably going to stray the most from their game or not play their game for larger stretches of time within a game i, I think it's absolutely against st louis tomorrow um but do I think that this team is, is good enough right now to overcome that? Absolutely. And so that's really going to be the story of the game to, tomorrow is what do you get out of the Golden Knights? What kind of jump do they have early? And then from there, are they able to control larger pockets within the game? Because if they do, I think they have a really good chance of winning, though I do look at that as the hardest of the next four. Yeah, I just think they're going to need a couple of special performances. Well, structure, structure 
it's going to be hit and miss mm. tomorrow. Honestly, it's a, yeah. it's a roll of the dice. Uh, life game. It's it's a roll of the dice. Uh, you're going to need a couple of special performances. You might need that goalie win tomorrow. You might need somebody uh, to come up, uh, whether it's the Misfits or uh, Jack's line, to, to throw another huge number on the board and, and, and get you through it. Uh, tomorrow, I don't see as much of the, as a team game as an individual or two are going to have to put the team on their back and get them through that. Well, and I think that's kind of been the calling card for this team throughout the season, right? To get to 13-2, and two, you've needed individual performances or, or at least individual pockets of, of the team aspect to perform for you. When you've needed a strong penalty kill or a goal on the penalty kill, it's come through for you. When you've needed the power play to lift you up, it's happened. When you've needed a goalie win, look at Chicago, the home opener. It, you got it. And, you know, last night was just a, a, a phenomenal game top to bottom from Jack Eichel. So I think this team has shown an ability over the course of the first 15 games of the year that if they've needed some aspect to pick them up, they've gotten it on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, I, I just think you're going to need more than that because the, the base of the team is, has been there in all those games. Mm-hmm. Like the Chicago game, it was still there. They had, they had great chances. They gave, they gave up opportunities to the Blackhawks in the first period, but then rolled for the for the second and third and deserved better than that uh tomorrow there, tomorrow's a game where i think the coaches are gonna have to coach mm-hmm. a whole lot more uh than the the previous encounters and it, it'll be a lot there's a lot going on ufc uh tomorrow night there's a lot to keep your eye on uh, skybox we're at virgin right now uh, yeah we are uh, they'll have the vgk game on tomorrow night you'll be able to watch the ufc uh game uh match was it uh, 281 what? 281. There you 281, go. Look yeah. at you. I know. From I know. memory? I know. I know. You're I know. feeling this. You're a big UFC I, I, guy? I love my UFC. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Shane Knighty and I really? got into it during COVID. I didn't know this. Really got into it during COVID. And so we would uh, go over to his place and and watch it because uh, most other people were uh, had other things to do. Mm-hmm. and. We were two bachelors and uh, and loved it. Yeah, so we 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 really got rock and rolling on the on the UFC to the point that I went to the weigh-in mm. in Salt Lake City really? uh, earlier this huh. this fall because we were there on the uh, on the road trip. Makes sense. And uh, and they had the weigh-in, so you- I made sure I checked that out. I'd never been to a weigh-in before, so that yeah. was kind of cool. I wasn't very happy that there were there all the fighters seemed to be too like very friendly. During the weigh-in, I want you don't like smack, that. I want smack talk. Really? And uh, the the girls, there was a lot of smack talk there. The guys were too friendly. So let me ask you, like, do you have a favorite fighter? Uh, no, no, no. Just the the one that's just, the loudest. Just, just, I just like I like going in with <laughs> as little inf- and this 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 will kind of drive people crazy who are big fans of the sport. Yeah. I like going in with as little information on, on the card as possible. Really? And just watching the fights. Yeah. And just. Or, or like almost organically taking it in. If, it's, it's really neat. If there was a if there was a sport Ryan likes second to hockey, it would be UFC, one hundred percent. But did you I, just use yourself in the third person? I did. Yeah, yeah. That should be a violation. It's not a violation of anything. You're like Eric Lindros school of. Uh, What's the violation? Commentating. What's the vi- What's the violation? I watched a reporter do that in political. Uh, I don't think there's anything commentary the other night. Yeah, like did they just use themselves in the third person? They did. I didn't get it. That's fine. Um, It would be UFC. I I like I like the UFC. the 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 problem is that during the hockey season, because the UFC 
traditionally has their main their their pay-per-views on a Saturday, I'm usually working a game. So I don't really get to keep up on UFC during the season, but in the off-season. You don't have a DVR? No. Record the thing. Well, but it, then I've al- I already know the results. You can still watch it. No, I don't want to watch a fight that I've already that I already know the results to. Hmm. It takes all the fun out of it for me. I'm That's just saying. Shocking. Listen, you. But if you are a UFC fan, yeah. come down here. Two eight UFC two eighty one tomorrow live. Like live from the Skybox, and then also Golden Knights game will be in Skybox too. So you've got you, you've got your Saturday of sports viewing covered in Skybox. Going for a tenth straight win for the Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. against the St. Louis Blues, uh, trying to keep that rolling. I'll be curious what they do with the lineup tomorrow. Do they maintain that look of the third line? Mm-hmm. Be hard to change. Uh, coming off what they did uh, against the Buffalo Sabres. And I, I'm of the belief I would put Paul Cotter in the lineup just for the shootout, just for that <laughs> shootout potential. Yeah, um, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything. I, I think that you you look at maybe the only change being in goal. If you're going to make a, a change to the lineup, I think that you give Logan Thompson a couple of extra days off. He just played the last two games. He was very good in my estimation. Uh, I think you go to Aiden Hill tomorrow night against St. Louis. But outside of that, that's I what you do, eh? That's what I would do. No, what 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 reasoning there? I just think that you've you've got Aiden. He hasn't played in two games. Yeah. I, I think you give him that opportunity tomorrow, and you've got a couple of days of extra rest for Logan Thompson. Not that he's a young guy. I know he's not going to need the rest, but, I mean, making that trip back, I, I think you give that start to Aiden, and you, you get Logan kind of dialed in for, his, for what would be his start on Tuesday. Uh, Aiden has not lost, so that would not be a, a Doesn't big hurt either. reach yeah. uh, to, to put him in in that type of situation. It does smell of the backup type start mm-hmm. on that. But there's been a few times where I've, in my head, predicted the goaltending assignment, mm-hmm. and I've been wrong. So I'm going to reserve judgment uh, on, on what they're going to do tomorrow night with their, with their goaltending. Uh, I'd love to see Logan get the opportunity to to ride this a little bit yeah and Aiden Hill uh, being being perfect and being able to stretch out some VGK history uh, to keep his side of that unblemished and then extend a 10 game road trip does, or a 10 game winning streak Ooh. does the does the winning streak no change your no, decision making no, at all no no? Okay. no no not not in the slightest uh I know we're going to hear more about that as we go along. If this thing does increase, mm-hmm. like are, are players superstitious? Do they start doing the same thing? Do they start uh, adjusting their schedule because of the road trip and and altering uh, uh, altering their approach to it? The great part is a bulk of the winning streak has occurred on the road. Mm-hmm. Whether you couldn't really get into any type of uh, routine as far as going to games and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's been uh, against those that, uh, that are superstitious, uh, that part of it. But I don't think there's any uh, starts that are gonna, going to be changed or lineup decisions going to be altered because of this road trip. So you brought, I mean, you brought up the, the lineup changes. Would, you wouldn't change no, anything, no, right? No, no, no. You keep Cotter in, I right? just, I, I, I love Paul Cotter. Uh, and and I just love his ability to score yep. on on breakaways. And yep. if it does go to a shootout, it's it's almost a guaranteed goal. It's as close to we've seen Shea Theodore being a guaranteed goal. Yep. Uh, that you've got 
both those guys going in a shootout, that's a heck of a one-two punch when you go to the extra extra session uh, in the course of a, a tiebreaker. So that's that's what I love of what Paul Cotter brings to the game, and and I give him credit too. And and Amadio was the same thing when uh, when he was out when he was in. Uh, he gave uh, them a, some some pretty big jump, uh, but Cotter is a bit of a there's that game breaker element to his style mm-hmm. that uh, that puts it over the top uh, when it comes to in or out. Yeah, I, I you don't have to sell me on Paul Cotter. I, I had him as my knight to shine last mm-hmm. night. Jack Eichel obviously was the number one. You missed one. that boat. What? Well, Paul Cotter was the knight to shine. That's you, missed what I, the, you missed the Jack Eichel boat. No, no, no. I, I give two. You can't give two. No, I can give two. You can't give number that's, one. That's, that's total violation. No, it's not. It, it was an obvious call that Jack Eichel would be night to shine. Anyone that was going to do the show yesterday was going to say Jack Eichel. I said, this goes without saying. It's obviously Jack Eichel, but if I'm going to pick someone else that I think is going to have a big impact on the game, it's Paul Cotter because he's coming back in the lineup. And what have we seen from Paul Cotter? Big moment. You give him an opportunity. He's going to do something for you. I was right. Flag I was right on, on two play. accounts. Flag on the play. Oh, goodness Double gracious. Minor. Uh, we got to take a break because Darren Elliott's going to come on the program. Uh, okay. We'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, we, gotta, we should have brought him down to Virgin Hotels. This is awesome. We're having so much fun uh, here. Uh, Skybox, uh, all the casas uh, around, and uh, we're going to also uh, tell you about some upcoming uh, programming and uh, events uh, around Virgin Hotel. It's the VGK Insider Show live on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Oh, we got uh, we got a little Gloria going, eh? Yeah, a little St. Louis Blues action coming into town tomorrow night. That was their theme for their Stanley Cup winning year. They're a long way from that right now, although they did pick up a win last night to end a slide. Vegas will try to uh, put them back on the losing side of it tomorrow and win their 10th game in a row. That will be so cool uh, to happen. And uh, we will uh, give away tickets here at Virgin Hotel to next Thursday's game against Arizona, which would be win number 12 in a row. Well, there you go. It's also Phil Kessel's uh, 1,000th consecutive game, assuming we get from here to there. So, um yeah, it would be a big game, fun game, and you should get down here to Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Come see us. We are in the lobby. You can't miss it. It's a pop-up radio studio, really fantastic stuff. Uh, come put your name in the hopper for that, and you can go to that game, courtesy of the VGK Insider Show and Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. All you do is stop by. It's simple. Yeah. Uh, throw your name in, and uh, we will give you an opportunity to go witness uh, some, some history. 13-2 and two to start. People, people uh, around the league are like, they're. Some of them are mad. Mad? Not, not mad at Vegas. Okay. Not mad at the Golden Knights. Okay. What some of the exports are mad at is, they didn't go out in a limb and call this. Yeah. Not not thirteen and two kind of start, but a dominant start from the beginning, and they're upset that they missed the boat on it. Here's Darren Elliott, VGK. Uh, broadcaster as well as an olympian he joined us on the program after calling the last two games one on radio one on tv and you know what uh you know what darren's happiest about hmm. uh he did the tv game and he wasn't the jinx by oh, jumping yeah. jumping yeah. into the broadcast that's really what you're happiest <laughs> about isn't that well yeah i mean it's not just the input on anything on those kinds of things but in terms of when things are going so well 
you know how guys are. You know how the teams can be. Like, they don't want anything to change. So, uh, yeah, it was good to be part of. Good to get out on the road and, 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 and be part of it on the back part of that uh, road trip. That was really something special. There is something really unique about this group. Even though it's 15 games in, I've witnessed a closeness with the Vegas Golden Knight locker room. That maybe it's because I wasn't around them uh, a whole lot the last couple of years, but it does yeah. seem to be different right now. It, it, it does. Uh, I mean, it, there were you know there were fractures that we know that uh, uh, happened last year. You know that the weight of all the injuries um, stressed everybody out, and uh, the, the return to, to normalcy from a you know kind of a rolling. Uh, timetable across the league from, from COVID seemed to to weigh on this team as well um, in terms of what their direction was. Uh, and then this year, it seems as if uh, point you know it's been a point of emphasis uh, to try to to build that trust inside the locker room and that that unity. Winning helps immensely. Let's 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 not let's not fool ourselves. A start like this is unprecedented. Uh, with a new coach, and uh, you know, so you have to take a look at it and go. It's really good. All right, we haven't seen any adversity, but in the moment, it's been great. Yeah. Well, are you a, are you a chemistry breeds winning, or winning creates great chemistry person? I think there's. I think it's. I think you have to. I think it's really difficult to win if you don't have group dynamics that are positive. Mm-hmm. I think it can be done, but I don't think it's the norm. I think it's the norm that the, the chemistry fosters winning, fosters deeper connection, and, and deeper playoff runs, and more winning. Love it. Darren Ellie's with us, VGK broadcaster on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show from Virgin Hotels, where we're having some fun on location. Nice. Yeah, you, you, I should have done that. I should have got you down here when I invited you on the show today <laughs> instead of just saying, hey, can you come oh. on the show? What was I thinking? Could have, should have, would have. I know. Uh, next sorry, time. sorry, Darren. <laughs> I'm not a next time guy. <laughs> so, Darren, like when you look at this five game road trip and the Golden Knights going out sweeping it, like is there is there a big reason, like a, a a larger reason at play for why the Golden Knights were able to do that, or is it just kind of a collection of this team finding a way on a night to night basis? Yeah, I think that the common right, and we've we've talked about it, uh, you and I even. It's like the depth of scoring. There's a balance throughout the lineup in terms of where they're getting contributions. That was evident throughout the road trip. Now, you know, if you want to talk about it in a different sense, you go, well, they found a different way to win because Paul Cotter jumped in the lineup. Well, it's really under that same umbrella, isn't it? That, yeah, Petrangelo finally hit the score sheet. Like you're getting, you can call it, they've found different ways to win, but overall, I think it's a pretty well constructed and balanced roster, and they've been. Getting production from one line through the fourth line uh, for the certainly through the winning streak, but you can pretty much say the entire first fifteen games. It feels different than the ten-game winning streak, where they were just a wagon going. 
maybe it's because there's some learning with this group and it's so early in the season and we're, we're uh, sort of uh, finding out different nuances about Paul Cotter's or Logan Thompson's or Aiden Hill's uh, along that like. But it, it does feel different, which is strange to say, but I think there's an, maybe a higher level to go. Yeah, I think I think what, what everyone's witnessing is like, okay, we're, we're falling in love with our team again. Yeah, uh, because we're seeing some you know, emotions and personality, and like, again, the, the ability to, to ha- have access to the guys and the guys to have better access to the fans because of the you know the, the lack of COVID restrictions is a big thing. That was a big part of this team's identity, and it was lost with, along with a lot of other. Uh, freedoms, <laughs> you know, over the last yeah. couple of years, and when you think about it, it, it was a big part of this this team's identity, uh, and they seem to be, you know, redoing, remaking um, the current team's identity um, here in the golden age, uh, to use the, the marketing slogan. So, you, you know, it, it does feel different. It's brand new uh, for this year, and each season always has a little bit of a different bent to it, right? Because there's always some changes from one, one year to the next. So, yeah. um, it, it, with a new coach and, and the unknowns with unproven um, but hopeful uh, goaltending, uh, oppor- you know, a, a huge opportunity in the crease that you don't usually see um, to that extent in the National Hockey League. With those kinds of things uh, unknown two months ago, wow, what a two months it's been. You can tell that he's a broadcast professional fitting in the golden age and that reminds me uh, they have not lost in the little john era <laughs> yeah well did, did you look at the link yet for uh uh nightlife there's tonight uh you and i break down some goaltending and we can but our, our coaching segment follows little john so you know darren uh, you We've kind of talked about the closeness right now with this team, and I don't think it was really ever more evident than last night with Jack Eichel yeah. in the third period, really hitting his stride, finding the score sheet, and dominating. Um, what is what is a performance like that from Jack maybe do for him moving forward? Because you you want to close the chapter, you want to close the book on what your what your career was with the Buffalo Sabers. And I think you needed a performance like that in order to do so. You know, it's it's really interesting, right? He had dinner the night before with Kyle Oposo, Rodolfo Oposo's house. So the former Buffalo Sabres captain with the current. So mm-hmm. all those, everyone forget, he still has a lot of connections to that team and to that that town. Um, and I got to do the call with Dan Duval last night on radio. And in the morning skate, Jack Eichel was really as honest uh, as I've ever seen an athlete be in front of a, a media horde. And he was saying, hey, that I was hurt. You know, it's like he didn't say I hurt, they hurt my feelings, but he, he didn't expect the response. Yeah, he was caught off guard crowd. last year. It caught, completely caught him off guard. And he said some things after that, you know, and he said, look, I'm not going to apologize for those things or say I shouldn't have said them. I said them. I've moved on. Everyone here has moved on, and, and, and then he went out and moved on. And the way I put it was he got healthy, literally and figuratively, both mentally and obviously the physical part because it was, you know, 
a lot of the strife was born because of uh, the, the difference of opinion on, on the surgery. So that meant a lot to him. But then the other side that we were, it meant so much to his teammates in such yeah. a short period of time. So right the, I, the way I commented on it, was, they were banging on the sticks on the boards. We've all seen that at the, at the City National Arena or Lifeguard Arena. A kid bang the sticks on the boards when the period's about to start or somebody scores a goal. That's what the Vegas Golden Knights were doing in Buffalo last night in the NHL when Jack Eichel scored. It was unbelievable. It, it wasn't the goals for me. It was the assist and how excited the teammates were for the helper that, that got things going. That blew me away. The, the goals were celebrated, and they should have been, and I loved looking up at the crowd by, for Jack. But I didn't expect that type of emotional response from his teammates on the assist. Well, and, and you're right. And it was, a, was a, it was an assist or just that he was contributing. You have to remember, last year, I also was on this trip, just coincidentally. Yes. When they lost five straight, and part of it was Buffalo. And there was no emotion anywhere to be found because they were their, their season had turned and now they were sliding out of playoff contention. They could feel it slipping away. Jack Eichel had played maybe 10 games or so. Uh, he played fine, but hadn't found his way. Uh, started halfway through a season. Completely di- different set of circumstances this time. It couldn't be more of a 180 since March the 10th when they went to Buffalo the last time. How about having three statement moments in the oh. six games between the dunk in Win- against Winnipeg. Yeah. You had the assist, which you caught uh, that head nod mm-hmm. to Shea Theodore, go to the net and fed him perfectly, and then capping it off with the hat trick in-, in Buffalo. That's a hell of a stretch for a guy who's on a point streak. Well, we said some- somebody did say he was going to go on a heater. You said that. And, uh, <laughs> right? So he- he's on that, and, and he's- he is – showing that this dominant center role uh, and capacity to, to fill that role, um, he's doing it. He's showing it, you know, he's healthy enough. He has teammates. He's fitting in. and All those kinds of things. Um, you just hope it keeps. And that's what, back to your point, James, it feels like there's another level. Right yeah. now, you're just enjoying you know, Why wouldn't you? Every, enjoy what's going on every day with, with with our Vegas Golden Knights, but at some point you're going to have to refine some of this, and there probably is another level at some point. You know, I, I was going to ask you about that because I, I, I do feel like there is maybe even another <laughs> gear that Jack can get to, but, you know, beyond just the scoring, his play away from the puck last night, the, the, the reason Jack Eichel gets two breakaways in that game is because of where he was at in the defensive zone and the awareness that he has, like, are we starting to see maybe the, the complete winning hockey that Jack Eichel is, is needing to play for this team? You, you, right, that's a great point, and, and Bruce Cassidy said it a couple of times. Um, coach, he's not really prone to coach speak. Uh, he, he's as honest as, and as, as articulate a coach as I've, I've ever seen at a podium. Um, maybe a little bit when he says, Jack Eichel's been our best defensive forward. He said, made that statement a couple different times on his road trip. And then you saw last night, and what he means by that is he's using his without the puck to, to get into lanes defensively, to, to reload and reroute himself based on where the puck goes and, and, and comes through the neutral zone. All the things that, 
that, that uh, Coach Cassie has been preaching, Eichel has taken up. And I think you're exactly right. Jack Eichel's at that point in history, never having been so hungry to get into the postseason. Uh, it's akin to you know the, the renaissance of a Mike Madonna, um under Ken Hitchcock. Scotty yeah. Bowman comes to Detroit and says that Steve Eisenhower, I don't care if you score 80 points versus 130, you're going to have to be a better player defensively and become one of the better leaders um, that the league has had in the last 50 years. Those kinds of transformations of an all-world you know, offensive talent into an all-round player, that's usually a hallmark and part of a, a team growing into a championship pedigree, certainly. And I think that's what we're hopefully witnessing the beginning of. Okay, before I let you go, i got, I got to point out, the two steals that he made for the breakaways <laughs> last night, yeah. like that's, that's hard to do if you don't have somebody just throwing it blindly across the ice. Like, it'll happen where a player will toss a pizza across the middle and you'll just happen <laughs> to be there and away you go. But for him to be... Not cheating, because if you're too much in the lane, they'll never pass right. it across. If you're too far away from the lane, then they're going to make the pass, and you're going to get yelled right. at. So to be able to time it perfectly was, was almost like uh, uh, an end rusher uh, jumping the yeah. snap count. Yeah, and, and again, he's uh, – and Ryan, we, you talked about his speed. That speed, that stride looks so effortless, and that his breakaway speed was incredible. And on your part, Darren – He's got that long reach. So his gait and his reach all in combination, it's unique. And it was special, and it was on full display in Buffalo last night. You and I are going to hang out of the skybox here, uh, the sports viewing area. It okay. is outstanding. So I will I'm, – I'm not saying next time to you. <laughs> no, okay. I'm I saying I, 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 will, I will treat you to a night at the skybox because it's my bad. I should have made sure that you were down on location and, and you were with us right here and we were having some fun in person. So it's Brian, on I'll, me. I'll see you at the skybox at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no, don't do that to me. Absolutely, Darren. Don't, don't blow me off like that. I'm, I'm serious about this, Elliot. It, I'm, I'm trying to admit my mistake. I've uh, spent the, uh, the earlier show. Good time, good time to talk hockey in this town. You betcha. Uh, thanks, right. buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, there's Darren Elliott. I wanted to tell him that I was campaigning for Nevada Broadcaster of the Year uh, on the Cofield show earlier. Mm. And I would let, when I win the award, I will. Oh, I have, thought you were uh, campaigning uh, for him. No, I'm campaigning oh, for myself. I don't know. No, I'm. Not, I love Darren Elliott, but yeah. I want. I want the award for myself. Yeah, I'd. I'd vote for Elliott. I, uh, I'm. I'm going to win the award with. Uh, with Adam Hill. Uh, he and I oh. are going to win the win the awards. Uh, but I'm going to have my reception, my celebratory reception, over at the uh, up the skybox. Yeah, I'd go to that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Because I, I've, got I, Co- I've got Cofield uh, on board with it. He's yep. on the selection committee. Yep. And Adam Hill's uh, fully uh, into helping with the campaign. And and we're we're got this thing moving in the right direction. Uh, and it'll it'll bug Lawless so much. Oh, will it? Yeah, it'll it'll drive Lawless up the bend. So it's it's like a win win for me. How do you put your name in the hat for this? Oh, easy. I you guess just... Cofield's on the selection committee. Oh, got it. So yeah. I got Cofield working the system for sure. me. Sure, yeah, no, I get it. And it's it always goes to play by play people. Mm. We're we're changing that this year. Okay, we're turning over the uh, the apple cart, and we're gonna make things happen with with my Dave Duva. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, Mallard, it's gonna it's gonna happen. I'm not, I'm not and sure I got, where I, I go. got t- I got TV and I got radio. And yeah. I got it all happen. 
So we're if and when it happens. What happens if you, you can don't come win. to the reception? What happens if you don't win? Oh, I'm still going to the Skybox, okay. Virgin Hotel. Then I'm there regardless. I'm, I'm there anyway. It's fair. Like I'm there anyway. Uh, we joke around that I've got my own booth. That's true. Uh, yeah, at, no, uh, I know. At, at uh, Skybox, you, at Virgin you actually Hotel. You, you came in here making sure that your booth is is yeah. to your specifications and your liking. Like I'm I'm with you. I want to check out the booth though. I want to be at an event with you, Darren Millard. And if that happens to be uh, your your grand return or or your conquering yeah. of the sports landscape here in Vegas, then sure, I'll go. Quite frankly, it's my fourth year. I'm overdue for a win. Are you mad you haven't I'm, won it yet? Yeah, a little bit. Really? Thought I'd be recognized earlier. Really? Of course. Okay. Of course. The mantle hasn't been freshened up in a couple of years. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we continue, tee up hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. You will hear from Jack Eichel about last night's big performance. And we've got one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. There's some interesting things to bring you up to date on, including a massive injury that could change a team's fortune. It's the VGK Insider Show from Virgin Hotel on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Making it happen over at Virgin Hotel on location on this Friday. VGK Insider Show looking back at last night's historic performance by Jack Eichel. A whole bunch of history went into that game last night, which we will run down in our number two. And we're also focused on tomorrow night, the St. Louis Blues rolling into T-Mobile Arena. And it's an opportunity to tie the franchise record for most wins in a row. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's game for sure. I, getting in the building inside T-Mobile Arena, I, I'm curious to see what the atmosphere is going to be like with this team going for 10 in a row at 13-2. and two. Like, what type of atmosphere are we going to get on a Saturday night? I don't think there's anything like it in Las Vegas, so I cannot wait for that. Okay, what, what do you, when you say what kind of atmosphere we're going to get, mm-hmm. uh, just crazy bananas yeah. off the chart, Vegas Strip, pandemonium, yeah. that kind of thing before warm-up, uh, during warm-up, and after? Yeah. Or when the puck drops, the crowd goes wild? I think it's it's a little bit of both, but I, I think that we're, we're going to see a, 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 a as engaged T-Mobile Arena as we've seen in a long time, and, and it's been good this season for sure, but I think you're, you've got a team going for 10. You've got a team that's looking to equal the longest winning streak in franchise history. Uh, that place is going to be jumping from prior to warm-ups, and, and I just think that that's going to be really fun to be a part of. This has been a journey. The season's only 15 games old. Yeah. But going back to the captain skates, we came on the air to start the season on the VGK Insider Show. Fan reaction and what we heard from you was different than what we're hearing now. Not that we're faulting what we heard at the start, but it's been a journey, and I'm going to walk you through that process in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show as we continue live from Virgin Hotel on Fox Sports Las Vegas. White Cloud feeds to the right, back in front. White Cloud scores! White Cloud bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone. Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud. 
the righty rips it home. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds through the left circle. Number nine closing in. He scores! It's an overtime winner. Jack Eichel to the one Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You enjoy that last night? Big win for the Vegas Golden Knights, capping off an undefeated five-game road trip. Nine wins in a row overall. First place in the National Hockey League, 13-2 to start and we're just 15 games into an 82-game schedule. There's a whole bunch of fun still to come. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace here at Virgin Hotel. VGK Insider Show, uh, work in the lobby. I love getting up, walking around. I, people in Vegas, mm-hmm. whether you're local or whether you're in for the weekend, yeah. you walk into this place, there's smiles all over the place. It's like you're a member of the Vegas Holden Knights at 13-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, you get to be in Vegas, right? Like, whether you're a local, whether you're here to visit uh you get to be in a really awesome hotel here at virgin hotels las vegas and you just get to enjoy yourself and have fun so i i don't know about you but i like fun darren so i i love it every nobody time has down here. more fun than me you really? you you got yeah. you got to work on your fun factor a little bit in, in, you know what you need you need way? you need a night out at the shag room yeah that's where i want Dell minor Dave Gosher's band yeah, to yeah. go play. I just sent him a text okay. uh, with uh, with all the information. Uh, that's an awesome place for live music here at uh, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. You've got the Skybox, mm-hmm. the sports viewing area. I call it just electric. Sure. I got a booth there. Uh, UFC 281 tomorrow, and we've got the VGK uh, game against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so we'll be all over the big TVs tomorrow. And then you got the Casas, the Beach House. Uh, with all kinds of food. And if there's a concert going on, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that one of the restaurants are going to give you a, a good deal, like a f- couple of freebies if you're going to the concert. So mm-hmm. do all your pre-planning, pre-eating, pre-drinking here, and then go to the show. Yeah, it's it's certainly the place to be. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been to 24 Oxford, but it is such an intimate, small venue, but an awesome venue. Uh Every type of entertainment you'd like to see is here at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. You've got, uh, you know, the the big concert venues. You've got the smaller concert venues. You've got places to watch sports at Skybox. It's fantastic. And I'm telling you right now, Darren, I have more fun than you. You don't even need to go with anybody to the Skybox. No, not really. There's enough stuff going on that, quite honestly... You're not doing a lot of talking or, like, full-on engagement. Yeah. I, I'm that person at the it, sports bar where you're, you're looking around where you could go 35 minutes without talking to the person that you're with. Which works out well for you because, it's generally awesome. speaking, you're by yourself. Generally these. speaking, I don't like people. Ah. And that's Shane Nighty. Is that's it, why is it that you don't like no. people or people don't want to be around you? Nides and I are perfectly suited to be friends in that regard because <laughs> neither one of us really likes people that's funny we have to force ourselves to interact with people and when we're together we don't have to talk and neither one of us takes it personally that's the best part hey uh last night what was your favorite part about uh vegas beating buffalo uh <laughs> my absolute favorite part last night was jack eichel's celebration after the first goal 
you put your arms out. Are you not entertained? The 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 egging on of a of a crowd that has booed him all game long. I loved that moment. It was theater. It was entertainment. It was fantastic. I wasn't sure that he was going to get the chance at the hat trick. Yeah. For two reasons. One, I didn't think Buffalo would pull their goalie to create the empty net. Trying to win a game. No, 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 no. There's there's a lot of people, and I know a few (laughs) of them, that have coached or are coaching in the National Hockey League who would not have done that. Out of protection for the organization or protection against the empty net. If there's an empty net, Jack's going out there. Yeah. Like, he's going to get that opportunity. Uh, There are people that would have foregone, because that's not a team that's going to be in a playoff race. They're still building. Mm -hmm. It's not going to, that's not going to be the one that cost them at the uh, middle of April from getting into the playoffs. Highly unlikely. So, the idea that they would not have pulled their goaltender to prevent an empty net goal for Jack Geichel crossed my mind, and I wondered whether it would occur, and it did. But when when Buffalo scored the fourth goal, mm-hmm. it almost made it like, okay, now you got to go for it. Well, now, now, now you have to, or else there's going to be more questions about why you didn't, right. and you might have to ask, say, uh, well... Uh, off to the side, we we were guarding against the uh, the empty net. So uh, that that was a bonus in a weird way. Giving up the fourth goal mm-hmm. helped set up the hat trick and and forced Buffalo's hand at at pulling the uh, Eric Comrie and and the goaltender. The other part was Jack being able to do that from 185 feet. Mm-hmm. Jack himself missed from center ice this year of being chased down. I think it was a Winnipeg game. Yep. Uh, I can't remember which uh, which game it was, but. The, Vegas has missed a bunch of empty nets this year. Yeah. And then to be able to be able to do it from 185 feet over top of the defenders and get it to bounce right at the end of a period on ice that's not perfect uh, was fate. It was like there there's no way that the, that he was going to miss that thing. That was Rita willing it yeah, into existence. Yeah, you're, you're right. Was. And uh, and I'll tell you the the fourth goal makes it even better because now the game winning goal in that game is Jack Eichel's first of the night, the first to start the hat trick. Um, so Jack does not only does he get the hat trick, not only does he have four points, not only is he now on pace for over a hundred points this season, but he also gets the game winning goal in that game against Buffalo. And he was arguably better in the first two periods. I agree. Which is saying something. <laughs> considering he puts up a four-point period. Mm-hmm. First ever four-point period for a Vegas Golden Knight player. Previous had been three by a few different guys, but the first time, and it came with the exclamation mark in a big game for his teammates and a big game for him. That was the response that you wanted last year, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to. Not yeah. like they didn't want to go out there and perform all last they were just done yeah they were exhausted yep. they were fried and you, you could see it on everybody they were finished last year last night early in the season fresh motivated things going for you uh you saw it so a four point period for jack eichel i didn't even i got so caught up in the hat trick mm-hmm. and the win that i didn't even realize until about 
90 minutes later last night, that it was a four-point period, never mind yeah. a hat-trick and a four-point game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff last night that gets overshadowed by what Jack was able to do. Chandler Stevenson, a, po- a four-point night. Alex Petrangelo, a goal and two assists, not to mention his first goal of the year. Like, there was so much that went right last night for the Golden Knights, but it all pales in comparison to what Jack was able to do in that 20-minute span. And the reality of the situation is you factor in those two breakaways and all the good that Jack was doing through through the first 40 minutes of the game. It's not unreasonable to say that four points was was under what you'd expect from the way Jack played that night. A couple of breakaways, though, were awesome. Just the speed coming down the ice. That's what uh, what I love. But it was that empty netter. Just just putting the uh, the capper on it. Uh, and uh, his teammates, how involved they were. Darren Elliott mentioned it in hour number one. If you missed it, uh, listen to the podcast. Here's the captain, Mark Stone, afterwards talking about Jack's big night. Yeah, that's one of the coolest games I've been a part of, especially in the regular season. Um, you know, I've had games going back to Ottawa where we were able to score, get wins. Um, it feels great. I'm sure he feels um, a ton of emotion right now. Um, it's an incredible game for him. Um, you know, it's it's hostile. It's tough. You know, you're getting booed every shift. Um, I don't know. It says a lot about his character. I know people here think it doesn't have character, but my God, we've seen uh, uh, what Jack really is, and uh, he's carrying a big load for us, and for him to be able to do that tonight, I know it's, it's special for him. Um, I'm almost getting emotional just being a part of it. So there's a guy who's a potential Team Canada player in an Olympic team. He's seen almost everything. Mm-hmm. He's He's been on big playoff wins. He's been on big regular season performances. He's been a, a guy that's been traded midseason, part of a blockbuster deal. And he's overwhelmed emotionally and uh, trying to summarize what's going on. That's perspective on how incredible of an answering type performance it was for Jack. Yeah, I mean, it, Mark Stone and Jack Eichel aren't all that different when it comes to that, right? You, you look at Mark Stone and his exit from Ottawa. Uh, it, it was Mark Stone was that team's best player and, and uh, Eric Carlson, too. But but Mark Stone, for me, it does so many things. And to be able to have that perspective of what it's like to go back, what it's like to have a goal in that building, and then you you add the exponent of what Jack went through and has dealt with since the trade, and certainly his game, his first game back there last year, to being able to put three on the board and have that type of performance, um, you can see, you can hear how proud Mark Stone is well, for Jack Eichel. You can sit here and talk about it. I'll sit here and discuss it mm-hmm. all night long. Yeah. But to listen to one of Jack's peers and his team captain describe it as being emotional takes it up mm-hmm. a few notches. Yeah. As for Jack, it was a splendid performance in the media before the game where he was honest, he acknowledged what happened a year ago, and then really wanted to get the game underway. Once it finished, it was part relief, part I went out and I did it. Here's Jack Eichel post game. Being a villain. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I, I don't know if villain uh, or not. I mean, you know, it seemed like there were a lot of people with Vegas uniforms and jerseys and, and gear on here too. So um, 
we had plenty of support and you know I have my girlfriend and her whole family here and a lot of people from Buffalo that I've made relationships with over the year that were were here supporting me so uh, I appreciate all that and um, yeah like we talked about this morning I think I knew what what to expect coming into the game so just trying to come in with a different mindset. For you, you said you, you said you were, you know, you're, you're a human being too. You said that today. You know, you're, you're also somebody to worry about your first goal. You raised your hands, looked at the crowd. It felt good. How did, how good did that feel? For you? Yeah, it felt good. I mean, uh, had a couple of breakaways, and you know, you guys were here. They were obviously on me all night, and um, yeah, it felt good to get one. Uh, it was a big point in the game for our group, and um, you know, we, uh, you know, it never felt like we were fully. <laughs> fully in control you know we give them a lot of credit I mean that's a, they're a really good team over there and they make a lot of plays and put a lot of pressure on you defensively and they got some really good players so um, you know to give Tom or credit give our D credit I mean we stepped up in big big moments in the game and um, you know we found a way to cap off our road trip the right way one at a time here guys huh was it relief given what you went through last time and just it looked it looked like you looked you looked happy um, yeah, I just tried to enjoy it, the whole experience. I mean, um, you know, I just feel very privileged to be able to play this game. And, um, yeah, it was just a great, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a great team win for us. And, um, you know, we had a good good road trip. And um, so I've I just been enjoying playing hockey this year and, and trying to make the most of every night. Have you I, was gonna, I was just going to ask you, I mean, you picked up the assist, Jack, and the, the reaction from your teammates was obvious at that point, given what you were going through. But to finish it off the way you did with the numbers you put up, how satisfying is that? Yeah, it's satisfying. It's satisfying to come in here and win. I think that was the most important thing for our group tonight. And, um, you know, they were desperate. I mean, they had <coughs> they gave us everything we could handle. And, um you know, we found a way to make the plays when we needed to, and you know, our fourth line played great again, and you know, Tomer played really good, and you know, our back end played great, and uh, we got some goals from you know, Cots and and Phil score. So it's like, you know, it's a whole team win tonight, and uh, it feels really good for our, for our whole group. You had a two goal lead, so you could take a few chances, but have you ever wanted a hat trick or an empty net goal that much in your life? <laughs> hey, I mean, I've I haven't had too much of. Uh, too much of luck this year with empty nets. I think I've missed a few, so um, yeah, just try and take advantage of it if you can. I mean, you know, obviously uh, it seemed like he had my number a couple times on the breakaways, so sometimes it's easier to score if he's not in the net. Nice. <laughs> Could you laugh off the, the missed breakaway chances now in retrospect? Yeah, I mean, the crowd was enjoying them, and um, <laughs> I guess I'll have to go back to the drawing board and work on my breakaways. Um, you know, it's hey, listen. I mean, he's a good goaltender. You know, he's he's very he's very athletic. Uh, you know, if he sees it, he stops it. I probably should have made a little move, maybe. Um, but hey, give him credit. He made a couple of really nice saves, and um, you know, just gotta work on my breakaways, I guess. Does this? I don't know. Does this settle things in your mind, or do you expect this to kind of perpetuate over the years? I can't comment on that. I mean. Um, I'm very happy where I am right now and in Vegas and part of this organization and playing with these guys every night. So, um, you know, I, I just try and enjoy every night I'm out there and never take a night for granted. And, um, you know, it's a great game. And, you know, we're lucky to have fans come to the arenas and, and watch us. Obviously, we didn't have that for a few years, so it's good to have it back and um, just try to enjoy all the moments. In the bigger picture, I mean, a 5-0 and road trip and you guys are 13-2, and I, what what is the ceiling for this club and how... What does this feel like for you? This hasn't been in your career before. Yeah, I mean, I can't comment on ceiling. I think 
for our group. It's just important to take it a game at a time, and that's what we've been doing. I think, you know, we're a tight group in here, and we all care about each other, and, you know, we stick together, and, uh, you know, we don't look past any opponents, and I think that's important. We have some veteran guys in here that have done some winning, and, you know, we have a, a good group of younger guys that are hungry and, and play hard, and, um, you know, we get, we're, we're well coached, and our goaltenders have played very well, so... You know, we take it a game at a time here, and um, that's kind of that's kind of been our mindset. Um, you don't want to look too far ahead. Listen, this is a long season, and um, there's a lot of ebbs and flows to it. So, um, you know, you just try and <clears throat> you just try and uh, you know build on momentum as much as possible, and you know, stack up the wins. Jack, what's your favorite part about coming to Buffalo, despite the pressure? Last one, guys. Um, well, you know, I, I do really have a lot of relationships here still with people. So, um, you know, my girlfriend's from here and, um, you know, I have a lot of uh, what I would call family here. So um, getting to come back here is always, it's always nice. I get to see them and, um, you know, there's a lot of people over there, um, you know, that are part of the organization that I spent a lot of time with and that I'm still very close with. So getting to see them and, and uh, you know, just some of the relationships I've made here. Um, I really appreciate that. Four-point performance in the third period last night for Jack Eichel as the Golden Knights get past the Buffalo Sabres for their fifth win on the road trip, sweeping the journey. Ninth win in a row overall, and they will get back at it tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I love this second goal where he took it on his backhand and quickly shot. It seemed to surprise Eric Comrie mm -hmm. uh, a little bit on that play. The rebound is fortuitous, and the empty netter is awesome, uh, and the assist was uh, was well done. But uh, I love that the, the quick hands coupled with the speed uh, seem to, to really jump out uh, at what Jack Eichel can do. It, it was already a successful road trip, but losing last night... Mm -hmm. That would have soured things. Yeah. That last night was like dog years to human years. Dog years seven to one. Sure. La yeah. Last night was like three wins mm -hmm. in the grand scheme or four wins in the National Hockey League. It, it felt like it was that important of a night. Yeah, and I think that for a Golden Knights team that was going into it looking to sweep the road trip, the, the best potential uh, opponent that you could ask for would be Buffalo because you knew – you had to get up for that game. And, and the way that Jack's teammates were rallying around him, uh, how excited they were, as you mentioned, on the assist, right? Jack gets his first point against the Buffalo Sabres, and the Golden Knights bench was going crazy. And, and I think that having that team be your last stop, and you've already got eight points, it, it puts the Golden Knights in the right mindset to, to go for that sweep, and they got it done. Well, it was perfect scheduling. Yeah. Whether the, well. whether the road trip goes great, like it did, or whether the road trip is meh. To have that at the end is outstanding yeah. that you can still salvage something if it's not going perfectly. Or you maintain a level of interest and um, focus if you've won the first four games, you want to finish it off for Jack. So yeah. it was, it was, it was outstanding, uh, uh, great fortune for Vegas to have that game last night uh, to to finish things off. And and what they what they are able to do with it, and and to make sure that they they did finish it off 
on a top to bottom scale was was awesome. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I, I look at the way the Golden Knights were able to handle the emotions of last night's game and put it into uh, that 60-minute effort, I, I thought was was perfect. And for a Golden Knights team that, even though you already got eight points on that road trip, did not want to have a loss bookend it for them. And and I, I think, you know, you, you, you look at this team, there's, there's pockets where they're coming through and finding ways to win. And last night, to me, uh, was the perfect exclamation point on that road trip and on this nine-game win streak. Uh, he had breakaways. He had one play in which he intercepted an odd man rush pass that the Buffalo Sabres had where he was just in the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on the defensive side, he was locked in and offensively puts up four points. Here's his head coach show talking about Jack's game. Well, yeah, the whole game was, was good. I thought he was excellent. Um, two breakaways from from good defensive zone coverage, good sticks by him and his line. Uh, they made a nice play in the rush early. Um, I mean, their line had the puck a lot, and they, and they have, right? So they stuck with it. You know, we've, getting, we've gotten different um, uh, people scoring for us, and tonight it happened to be like Cotter and Kessel, right? Their third line that, you know, hadn't put up a lot of numbers. So, I mean, you need that if you're going to win a lot of games in a row, which we have, and then, you know, your best players eventually take over, and that's what happened in the third. Got to be a happy coach right now uh, on a run like this, and he's he's been a guy that's uh, coached a couple of high-profile forwards and center Iceman over the course of his career, and now he's won nine games in a row, seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I agree with that because there was so much, uh, I guess, unknown when it came to goaltending for the Golden Knights going into the season. Uh, there were there was you know a little bit of newness when it came to the the forward group we know max patch in the lineup you go out you get you acquire phil kessel how are the lines going to shake out there were questions going into this yeah, season. go back to before training camp yeah 100 percent. all the things that you had to check off yeah for this team to be successful how there was a, there were, adapting to a new coach mm-hmm. uh having two goaltenders that have uh never been number ones in the national hockey league the forward lines. We did that uh, that exercise, mm-hmm. trying to guess the forward units uh, prior to the uh, start of the season, what they would look like. And then they changed. Yep, a handful of games in, there was there was a lot that needed to be answered before the start of the season. And then you get into the campaign, mm-hmm. and different things evolve. So it 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 sounds great, thirteen and two, but it's it's been a show me more than a I'm bought in right from the very start. Coming off a playoffless year, mm-hmm. there's a prove it to me, and then I'm going to jump on board. And the team went out and proved it to everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's been a journey, right? Because you, you had to have some questions answered. You had to understand what you have in Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill, and you had to have buy-in on what Bruce Cassidy wants to implement or wanted to implement with this team. And I think early success, getting a couple of wins under your belt, the first three of the year, certainly helps that. But right now, uh, the necessary adjustments that have needed to be made, Bruce Cassidy's made them. Not a lot of coaches, right, are, are going to be on an eight-game win streak and change the lineup and put Paul Cotter in for Mike Amadio. When you win eight games, you, you rarely change anything. 
and yet Bruce Cassidy's just kind of been in the background finding But the ways. ability to do that shows that you're healthy and it, you've got some depth. It does show that you're healthy. It does show that you have depth. And it, it's also a credit to what Paul Cotter was able to do in kind of building his way into this team out of training camp, doing the things that he's needed to do over the course of practices to get himself another look, and then taking advantage of it when he gets the opportunity. You know what one thing that's been overshadowed because of all the individual performances, Riley Smith in Toronto, uh, what the fourth line did in Montreal, and last night Jack Eichel, is the number that they're putting up on a nightly basis on the scoreboard for goal scored. Mm-hmm. You you go back to the the Ottawa game, then Montreal, Toronto. That they're they're over five goals a game for the final four games of that road trip. How much do you view that as? Those are the teams they're playing against when it comes to Ottawa, when it comes to Montreal. Well, uh, Jake Allen was spectacular. No, he, he was, but I'm saying they are going to trade chances with you. So you are going to get a lot of looks if you're the Golden Knights. They were able to cash in for sure. You've got to be able to do that, and eventually you wear Jake Allen down. But do you think that that's going to be a situation that the Golden Knights are going to find themselves in when they're playing more responsible teams? I'll give it to Mark Stone who answered this question. Mm-hmm. They focus so much on their systems defensively for the training camp and the early part of the season that putting the puck in the net and going down the ice and attacking was in the background. And he said in the Ottawa, prior to the Ottawa game, that they were starting to find it and they were clicking into gear. And while it was playing catch-up, it was really close. Well, Ottawa ended up being the start of the offensive juggernaut on, mm-hmm. on the road trip. And so uh, I'll give way to, to Mark Stone to answer that question, that it's more than just the opposition, and they're able to, to be able to score on anybody. This is a team, the Washington game is a great example. It was a road game for both teams, mm-hmm. and they, they rescued uh, victory from defeat. In, in that game late they found a way to to win that game it was not a lot no not a lot of chances involved in that game then they turned around they played a high high danger chance game the next night against ottawa this this team can play any style that that you want and then it got feisty in montreal so you, you got a good look at uh, at the different layers of vegas there's range with this team yeah. absolutely and you know what I, I think building a base off of strong defensive play is is really the bedrock that you need to win in today's NHL. Uh, but when you're getting performances like you got last night out of Jack Eichel, what you've gotten out of Riley Smith, what you're getting out of your fourth line, uh, that makes you really dangerous. And if you can put the puck in the back of the net and you're still structured and strong defensively, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. Now they're home for three. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues. They win tomorrow. They match the 10-game winning streak, the franchise's longest winning streak. Then you got San Jose on Tuesday and Arizona on Thursday. Come by at the uh, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. We are at V Live right here in the lobby. You can't miss us uh, because uh, Ryan's got the plaid on. Jed's got the plaid on. You guys shop together? What, Completely different shirts. Both plaid. Well, I mean, that's look, the only look for the plaid. The only similarity. You can come by and and hang out with this plaid. Yeah, well, Patty's lots of plaid. plaid. Plaid's yeah. awesome. Plaid, uh, so look for the plaid. Come by, check us out. And we can... We have plaid uh, suits. We can give you... Yeah, I do have plaid suits. Right. Uh, we will uh, put you in the uh, for a draw to uh, go to the game against Arizona. Oh, there's a puppy over there. Yeah, there's a dog. Dog friendly. Pet friendly here. Yeah, it's awesome. At Virgin Hotels. Makes you happy. I am so happy. That doggy's got a sweater on, too. Oh, yeah? 
Oh, there we go. Fun stuff. No, no booties, though. Uh, pet friendly. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Pet friendly, dog friendly. Uh, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. So when we come back, I'm going to run through some of the history that was made last night. Uh, there's uh, development on the goaltending front with the Vegas Golden Knights and other news and notes from around the National Hockey League with one-timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas live from Virgin Hotels. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Oh, it was an ugly night for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Zach Wierenski's gone for the season by the looks of it. Uh, the defenseman has a torn lambrum, and uh, Blankenberg is out six to eight weeks with a fractured ankle. Zach uh, went in to throw a hit, and Travis Konechny, and Konechny just got out of the way, mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to adjust, and uh, just like that, the Columbus Blue Jackets already off to a suspect start are behind it, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's it for this year. Mm-hmm. You don't try to rescue it by doing something that mortgages the future with the opportunity that you can blame the injury and uh, the uh, B being uh, off to a bad start and say we're going to go for the Connor Bedard. Yep, it's the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, ladies and gentlemen. Columbus, do the right thing here. I hope that they do because it's, it's tough, though. They signed Johnny Gaudreau. They, they want to do uh, be a bigger player this year, and it's, it's going to be hard unless they go out and make an acquisition to shore up that blue line. But, again, I think you have the, the right set of circumstances to kind of go in and say, you know what, if we find ourselves at the bottom of, of the, the standings this season, this is the season to go all in for that. This is the season to try to get a generation-type player, and if you're able to do that, you return to prominence in a much better spot. So if I'm Columbus, that's what I'm going for. But you're still not to American Thanksgiving, so there's still time to shore this up. They've just been so terrible out of the gate that it makes it easier uh, to fall on that. Does ownership come back and say, no, somebody's going to pay the price for that? Coach, GM, I doubt it, but... It's still uh, a tough decision to ask. Uh, we've got news today. The National Hockey League, the NHL Players Association, will not hold a World Cup of Hockey in February of 2024, which would be next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to happen. It was going to be a midseason tournament. And one of the reasons, the main reason for that, is the conflict in Ukraine. And there's so much debate about what to do with Russia. Right. There is one school of thought that you could have a team comprised of Russian athletes but not play under the Russian umbrella or the Russian flag. That was thrown out there and much discussed. But the IIHF was very much against that. The International Ice Hockey Federation uh, they were not supportive of anything that involved Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to have this tournament without Russia, just like it would be Canada or the United States. Uh, so they've decided just to push it back. That doesn't mean that there's hopes, or there is hopes, but there's uh, optimism that everything will be taken care of in Ukraine. Let's uh, lean towards that, but uh, there, there's no 
inside meaning with putting it back to 2025, and who knows whether it'll be uh, be different then. But uh, we know that it won't take place next winter. Yeah, I mean, I think the best case scenario is that if if you're if you're pushing it back a year, you'll be able to hold it then. And if not, then it, there's a larger discussion and more important things than, than just the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, Hockey Hall of Fame weekend, the Sedins are going in. Yep. And Roberto Luongo among the inductees uh, this year. Do you have a memory or anything from Daniel Alfredson going in? Uh, okay. Um, you, sh you, sh you definitely can't ask me about uh, a Sedin memory. Like, I love the way that they played. I think they were fantastic. But, like, my lasting memory of uh, the Sedins is Dustin Brown's hit in the in the 2012 playoffs on, uh, I believe it was Henrik. So um, that one obviously holds a special place in my heart as someone that grew up rooting for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, but just, just the way that they were able to play um, in the offensive zone, how, how different they were. Um, I enjoyed watching them play, but I, I, I think my lasting memory is one that they probably would like to forget. I love Daniel Alfredson. He was charismatic. Uh, he had a flair uh, for the moment. Uh, I, I really do uh, like Daniel Alfredson. I love watching him play. Roberto Luongo, I uh, watched him from his Memorial Cup days and covered him from, from those days. Uh, he also had a social media side that, yes. uh, that grabbed the attention of everybody. Uh, Strombo and one, uh, and uh, and there's there's part of uh, him that uh, that helped change the position. And but we get to the Sedins, the most unique pair of athletes <laughs> in in the National Hockey League, just because they were one. It just as yeah. as, ad, as identical twins like that. It's just so different and played together their their entire career at a top level. Got to Game Seven of a Stanley Cup, just incredible performance uh, for, for those two in a very unique situation. Yep, I'm right there with you. Um, Roberto Luongo is just such a fun guy, and I think for uh, a league, especially with, with Roberto and what he's able to do on social media, um, that was something that I think met a lot of fans where they were in, in craving uh, a player that had a little bit more personality, so good on him there. Uh, Daniel Sedin apparently got the call that he was being inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame when he was in the bathroom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't take calls when I'm in the washroom. You don't? No. Okay. Because it's usually from, like, when you get the call from the hall, it's from Lanny's call or whatever. It doesn't come up necessarily Hockey Hall of Fame. Sure. So I would have let that one uh, go, but uh, good on him. Uh, we, we didn't do our rating today. We didn't. Do you have a rating? Do you want to give the rating from uh, sure. from last night's game yep. against the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah. What is it? It's a DeLorean. Nice. That was. Did that feel? I gave I gave the last tough? game a DeLorean. Was that was that difficult? No. So why would it be difficult for Chapman the other night to give a DeLorean? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Chapman, buddy. I'm, it was a uh, it was a clean sweep. Lindsay, are you uh, going DeLorean? Uh, I'll go I, DeLorean on the bit, yeah. absolutely. How can yeah, you argue it? It was, it was spectacular. Yeah. All the theater and everything that comes with it. Uh, so much stuff got pushed to the side last night. But Alec Martinez was plus five. Yeah. Plus five. Not bad. Had four blocks and an assist. Mm -hmm. Plus five for the VGK. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Alec Martinez, I, another player that I, I think you know, obviously, last night goes goes under the radar and, and isn't necessarily talked about. But you know, you're able to you're able to play in a game where the opposition scores four goals, a couple on the power play for sure. But 
Um, you're a plus five in that situation. You're on the ice when a lot of good things are happening. Jack Eichel's got the point streak going along with uh, the big third period last night. Nick Waugh also has a nice little run on the go. A four-game point streak. Mm-hmm. That is impressive. We may have saw the as much as Jack and Shea and um, Riley Smith and his performance in Toronto, the biggest part of this road trip may be the uh, the appearance of that fourth line onto the big stage. Yeah, I mean, they've been so good. They're just absolutely dynamite. Nick Waugh, Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar. It's every game. They're getting down low. They're able to get to the front of the net. They're creating chances, and they're they're converting on those chances too. And that's that's really been like the next step for that line is we, we know they can get to the net. Now it's a matter of putting them in, and, and they're doing it. So do they qualify as the third line yet? Was last line an answer by the Kessel unit? I think it's a step in the right direction, right? But, like, you are going to need more games like that from the third line and consistent production out of them in order to kind of get to where uh, Carrier, Waugh, and Colasar have been because I, I think you, you kind of look at the, num- the minutes breakdown five on five. It Just production. Str- in production, it would strongly suggest that you're getting third line production out of your fourth line. Tell you what, the minutes last night were so balanced. Yeah all across and I went to five on five minutes last night yeah and it was incredible like you would have thought based on Jack's performance with the breakaways and then the third period uh, that he would have played 23 minutes 24 minutes mm-hmm. it wasn't close no like, he wasn't knocking on the door of 20 but I mean he had the puck every single time he was on but, the ice but the, that's it, why it was way, so the memorable way, the way the way he worked that uh, yeah. five on five game was really impressive for for coach uh, Bruce Cassidy uh, we're approaching the quarter pole of the season. Mm-hmm. That by next weekend, it'll be it'll be here. Can you say right now that you think the Wall line will have more goals this season? Have you seen enough to say the Wall line will have more goals or the Kessel line? And I put, even though Kessel's not the center, I put him as the the third line guy. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm I'm there. You think I, the K Rock line will? I think the k-rock line will have more goals unless there's a stabilizing factor with the third line i think you're going to like the the lineup changes are going to impact that line the most and i think that it's going to be hard to kind of get that consistency that you want so should be easier because there's more players it it should (laughs) it should be it should be but i think you've got a line in carrier sorry the k-rock line has an identity they're playing to it and they're converting I don't know that that's going to change. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, 400th career assist last night. Also scores. Yep. That was another major part of this road trip. Mm -hmm. Is you got everybody else kind of going offensively on that blue line from a goal scoring perspective. Mm -hmm. When this road trip started, only Shea Theodore had uh, scored among defensemen on the DGK. Yeah, what what blows me away, though, with Alex Petrangelo is, yeah, he scores his first goal of the year last night, but you you look at where he's at right now, 13 points in 15 games, 12 assists. Like, under the radar, Alex Petrangelo is picking up points and making plays, and I I think that we we maybe aren't talking enough about how good he's been. He's been uh, so good. I was on St. Louis Radio today. And we were discussing oh, where his game has evolved to 
from his time in St. Louis. I said, it hasn't really evolved anywhere. He's the same guy. Yeah. He's, he's so smooth, and it's, uh, it's Just beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful to, one, uh, to watch him play and, and rhythmic the way he can skate and avoid checks and conserve energy all at the same time. It's, it's awesome. So I don't think, I don't think he's uh, necessarily uh, taken it up five notches or got five notches. He's just Alex being Alex. He's just really steady and incredibly good. I uh, should also mention that I went over and uh, met the puppy. Yeah, you did. And uh, we are getting along famously. Mm -hmm. And I was also walking through the lobby during the last commercial break and got to be part of a wedding party. The bride and the groom and uh, all the, the wedding party were strolling along, and I just jumped right in with the lockstep. Baba Ganoush. Nobody gets to do that unless you're at the Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas. You're just hanging out. I know. Like, just fit right in. And nobody, nobody batted an eye. No. It's just some guys just walking through the wedding party. I mean, if, doing it. if there was a wedding crasher in real life, you would fit that bill right I now. was going to actually ask for a picture. Why didn't you? Because I forgot my phone at the desk. Well, you can't. I was, I, was going to, I was going to ask for a picture uh, with the bride and the groom oh, yeah. and post it. I think that'd be cool. Virgin Hotels, be a part of a wedding. You know what probably happened? You probably had your Be Real go off at the exact no, same time. No, that went off earlier today. Oh, did it? That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. Well, I was dismantling uh, one of my kids' rooms. Uh, but, yeah, you just get to just get to be part of a wedding party. You just put that in so, so uh, nonchalantly. Yeah, we're doing a bit of a reno. Oh. Um, I'm not the best reno guy. I'm good at the... Sledgehammer? I'm good at the taking stuff apart. Of course you're not good at, uh, yeah. at putting it back together. That makes sense. Uh, we'll be back to wrap things up live from Virgin Hotel Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Lindsay, use this time wisely. I know, I don't have a lot, but we do need to talk a little bit about a scary situation that happened. Just a couple nights ago, Evander Kane took a skate to the wrist. Thankfully, he did not bleed out. He's going to be out for three to four months, though, but just great news all around uh, for him to be all right. Probably a very scary situation in the locker room. Uh, but, you know, that's going to have implications long-term for your Oilers, and not our Oilers, our direct competition, the Oilers, I should say. I, thought, I wasn't sure who you were talking about there, your Oilers, whether you were putting that on. I'm a collective hockey fan, Darren. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure you were making that a Wallace. Category. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know where I stand on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Oh. Is it a uh, thing? No, I, like, I, I love I love Connor McDavid. I love Leon Dreisaitl. I think they're awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, the Oilers are a flawed, flawed team, and they're never going to win. Agreed. If you're going to spend big money on free agent goalies, you're not going anywhere in this league. It has to be homegrown. Hot take. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Come on! <laughs> you're going to pay six mil for a guy oh. in his late 20s versus having someone come up through the ranks and, and maybe taking a hometown discount. Just think of all the defensemen you can spend money on. Hey, Preference Lindsay, would be to you, grow it from home. but You should you should have seen Darren's face. Well, I'm just looking at Shocked. the Stanley Cup champions <laughs> last year. Shocked with genius, I hope. Well, what about the Stanley Cup champions the previous two Thank years? Thank you. Well, it works when it's a one-year deal and then it falls I, off the ball. I wasn't, I I mean, wasn't proving on. your point, Darren. Hey. I was talking about Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Homegrown. Tampa, exactly. Great show, guys. Except for Darcy Kemper last year. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. Pre-game show, 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Good night from Virgin Las Vegas.